I think to me, the most important part of fundraising is not the actual capital, but thinking about who you truly want to be working with. You need to build the right relationships to come back to them in the right moment and raise funds when it's time. Alright everyone, welcome back to Quick Coffee, another episode. Truly excited to be continuing talking about exciting topics that we uh, are fascinated about and feel like it's worth sharing a few thoughts on those. Before we kick it off, as always, Pat, it's good to see you. Uh, you look pretty happy. Um, how are you doing today? Yeah, good, 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 good. I'm currently in my off week, um, so that's why. the only thing... The, the, the only thing that I'm really doing is uh, is recording this quick quick coffee episode as always and I had to I had to smile um, just just a moment ago because it's so interesting that for me quick coffee it doesn't feel like it's getting into a routine right so the, the interesting thing is every single recording also because sometimes of course we have these hiccups still with like tech or something like that but every recording it still feels like the same recording right so yeah. we are going through it's like uh, you know it's it's kind of similar to 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 taking off with an airplane you you switch on your laptop plug in the microphone then we have this list in our head of all the things that need to work and then and then you you start the episode and you hope that everything will go will will go all right and in the end the recording is going to be there and it's going to work so it's it's just it's a little bit of a thrill i have to say Usually when it's like a stressful week, it, it doesn't feel like a thrill, but today it definitely feels this way. And um, no, having a good week, just came back from a founder offsite. We went to Austria for a couple of uh, days with the Sonic founding team, which was super helpful. It's it's really hard to detach yourself from the day-to-day -day things and, and you know, look much further ahead. So we, we really talked about, you know, what, what do we see in the next uh, three to five years and not just as as it's often the case you know what's mm. next month and 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 the month after and maybe even you know what we did in that founder offsite it, it could be um, a, a cool topic for a future episode because i think we we actually found and tested some great exercises so that was Love cool it. um now this week back in amsterdam getting back into the sports routine that suffered a little bit in the first two months of of this year but uh, using my whoop uh, and i'm becoming a big fan once again so uh, so getting back into the game there as well which is nice um yeah so that's that's the update on my side how is it for you cool yeah also also doing really great um i mean i haven't traveled for a while which feels kind of nice because it it really allows me to to focus on a few things um here here in berlin as you know you know furnishing continue furnishing the space but then also connecting with a few friends that i haven't seen in a while and that just truly feels good. I will be on a on a trip beginning of April with my family, which has been planned for like years. Cap so, Ferré? Uh, no, it's not Cap Ferré. It's uh, it's actually South Africa. So okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it won't be a a work vacation where I will be spending time in Cape Town and and work from there. No, it re will really be a time to connect with my you know the entire family. So my sister lives abroad. My my brother is about to move move out, and I think the idea was really to have a little bit of time all together. So, looking forward to that. But um, no, that's awesome. Other than that's that, awesome. um, yeah, doing doing really good, and um, also super excited about today's topic. You know, principles of fundraising. I think we've both had experiences um, when it comes to fundraising and working with investors, different kinds of investors, and uh, yeah, couldn't be more excited about this topic. 
Definitely, definitely. And before we kick it off, you know, let me quickly mention that I think what's important is that we did this episode on our learnings as second time founders. And I think what we emphasize there is that, um, you know, of course, fundraising is not the only way. And of course, now we are, you know, bootstrapping Sonic and Blossom and we are we, we have we've we've kind of decided against raising funds. But I think it's important to say um, before this episode that you know, fundraising can be an amazing path for entrepreneurs, and it can be a great path to get a company started. And honestly, in many situations, it's also the necessary path. You know, if you want to really do deep product development, and you need a couple years to get your to do the the research and the work to get things out there, especially if you want to truly innovate, you will need outside capital and very likely you won't have that out of pocket so it's important and that is also why we wanted to make this episode on you know a couple of underestimated principles that are important from our side especially because we believe that with more knowledge and understanding about the fundraising process it it's easier to make it successful for mm. both sides, right? For, for the founders and for the investors. And so it's not really a motivation of saying, you know, fundraising is not the right thing to do, but it's really, this episode is really about what are some learnings that we made that we th- we would apply once we would raise funds again. And it's actually interesting, you know, I think it's not off the table, at least, you know, for me, and I, I think that's the same for you, I think that it's quite likely that at some point we would come uh, around with an idea, maybe even next to Sonic and Blossom for a product we would want to build where the partnership with venture capital funds could be extremely relevant, right? So I think that's just an overall context I would Mm want to give, Mm -hmm. but I would kind of throw it over uh, to you for for the introduction. And I think Mm -hmm. it, it would be quite interesting to start with the question of, you know, if you look at your personal fundraising experience, but also, of course, now having worked for a long time with Creandum, what what are some lessons in the fundraising space that you learned the hard way or where you thought, OK, this is something that I would would have wanted to know sooner? Um, and then we'll kick it off this way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty insane to be comparing my first fundraising experience with how fundraising works at Creandum. I think that those are two entirely different uh, fields. Uh, just a quick, quick background on that. So, like my first fundraising, I've done in a cafe, right, in Berlin. So I was sitting in a cafe working on my first idea back then. You know, my my first company was called Skip, and I was approaching a person in the cafe, and and eventually this person ended up becoming my one of my biggest angel investors back back in the days. And it was quite a quite a weird process um, compared to how you would look at fundraising today. You know. At Grandum, you know, it's it, it's usually a process that takes you know weeks or even months, you know, figuring out if if the if the team and the portfolio and the company is the right one and if the market is promising and so on. And generally speaking, my experiences have been very different. One thing that I can say though is really this question of I think to me the most important part of fundraising is not the actual capital, but thinking about who you truly want to be working with, and if that is a VC or an angel and what kind of value those people bring to the table um, because it does depend a lot on on what you're working on. So just to give you a quick example, back then I was working on a photo sharing app and I was also a first time founder. And I think what would have helped me a lot back in the days would have been someone who's able to mentor me in many different ways, enable me or connect me with the right people in the entertainment industry and beyond. 
And I think um, this question of what value the person brings to the table is is truly important since it is not just capital. It is really, you know, the person, the, the, your investor is supposed to come in with, you know, yes, capital, but then also network, but ideally also in-depth skills that could be mentorship or, you know, just helping you to figure things out. And if I'm fully transparent, I feel like that has not been the case, at least in the in the first time that I've been going out and, and did my fundraising. It was more or less, I got funding from people that I haven't known too well, as you know, right? It's been a person that I've met in a cafe. So there wasn't really a personal connection and a personal relationship that I think would have been necessary um, in order to truly make this a successful investor to founder kind of relationship. Yeah. So I, I guess that would really be my, my kind of first thought, relationships, and then thinking about what kind of value the person brings to the table, and then also you deciding what kind of an investor makes sense at yeah. that point of time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think we'll we'll kind of bring it back together at mm. the end of the episode in, in, in the kind of, you know, three principles for us. But if I compare your experience to mine, what's interesting is that it's very similar in this area of what kind of people are you going to work with, right? Mm. And, and thinking about that, I, f I think, you know, we also need to be honest here, as we always try to be on Quick Coffee. You know, of course, when you raise your first round, I can be super honest, you know, back in the days, I was I was kind of thankful for er for anyone who believed in us, yeah. in, 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 in the vision, you know? And so it's, you're not in this stage yet where, you can really choose the right person. But right. I think that I and 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 honestly, I think it's also that is not necessarily going to be a problem. Not every investor needs to be incredibly helpful to you, especially if you have several. But I think on the on on the people level in terms of like, is this a great person that I could see myself working with? I think there, you know, I, I definitely had this learning um, early on, actually, that you you know even if you find investors that you don't necessarily think are going to be super helpful on a technical level for your product you yeah. want to be sure that you know you can you can see yourself working with them and they're nice people right. and you're right and, you know they, they they ultimately become a shareholder you know and yeah. i think that's that's an important thing to consider so. yeah you're right yeah if you if, you know actually reflecting back on the situation back in the days i think yes 100 percent couldn't agree more i was I was I was a first time founder. I think my first pitch deck consisted mainly of pictures, images that I found on on Google. And the fact that there was a person who believed in this crazy idea of building like a huge social network out of a small Berlin based cafe, I think was already some yeah, was quite an appreciation to my work. And looking yes, look, looking 100%. looking at it that way, hundred percent, right? I think I was yeah truly grateful that there was someone who believed in me and and you know wanted to support this project and vision of mine yeah, yeah definitely definitely and i think i think there's two 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 additional things that that came to my mind when i th when i thought about the episode beforehand which mm -hmm. is so you know on the one side as we just mentioned you want to be you 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 want to be taking the time to get to know the people that you will be working with and the interesting thing is if you think about it from a legal standpoint your investor is going to be a shareholder in the exact same way that your co-founders are also going to be but you would you would take a lot of time to get to know your co-founders right so mm. you you would you should apply that same thinking to an investor spend a lot of time to get to know 
the people that are going to invest in your company because legally they're going to be a shareholder in the same way. And of course, there's a lot of, you know, legal specifics to it. But I think to, to boil it down, that's, that's, a, that's an important thought. I think what is something that I learned the hard way is that, especially if you're a first-time founder, you have to realize that VCs are going to be more experienced in the game. You know, and that doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, a bad thing. I think there is, a, a, you know, tremendous amount of VCs that are incredibly helpful and they they share very transparently um, details about the terms, about what it means for the company, about what they would expect. But I think it is important and something that that helped me a lot was speaking with other founders that have, you know, a fundraising experience about their experiences and kind of just sharing thoughts, but also to have someone to find to find someone on the legal side that will be open to sharing experiences with with you, right? And we've been working with a lawyer from from Frankfurt. His name is Philip. I will will make a recommendation to anyone who's who's looking for a great uh, attorney. Um, but I think what's special with the relationship with him has been that he always kind of shared also a common sense perspective with us, not just the legal specifics, but also what does a certain step really mean for us as founders and why would an investor be interested in that? So having that perspective, I think, was super important. And then also realizing that, you know, ultimately you as a founder at some point might have a different perspective on the company than one of your investors, which is very possible, I think very natural, and it plays out in, in a lot of different companies. And so realizing that, but also internalizing, like, what, what would it mean? I think that's, that's, that's an important step as well. And I think before we go into kind of the specific principles at the end of the episode, I would quickly want to, want to, want to, want to talk about, you know, if you, if you pick maybe one or two things that from your first encounter with fundraising to now the knowledge that you have about it, you would say like, what, what has fundamentally changed mm. in your perspective looking at fundraising right, right where you would say, okay, this is something that today is really different. And then we'll come to the, to the three principles. Yeah. I think honestly, now thinking about it, I came to the conclusion that fundraising can be tremendously powerful when you choose the right timing. And right timing to me means that you bring on investors when you have a product that actually works and not when you are still in product discovery, problem discovery, figuring out what might be a product people would like to use. So the problem I see is that, you know, or the, the, the reason why I feel like timing is so important is because venture capital funding can help you to grow a product that works, but it won't help you to find product market fit. And I think that's a true, that's, that's so important to understand. Finding product market fit it's all about qualitative product testing. You can build the leanest version on planet to figure out if it actually works or not. You don't need capital for that. You don't need to build this like high complex tech product in order to figure out if people want what you're building or not. And I think that's a misunderstanding that I've seen with talking to while talking to many founders that they are like, yes, fundraising is the solution to making my product work. It is not like you should be very careful about about that. And yes, there are different ways of obvi obviously bootstrapping your, your business. Obviously, like, you know, not everyone is, is able to to just start a business and bootstrap themselves un until they found product market. We both know that that's a process that takes time. You know, it, it can take years to really find it. But I think there are there are different ways of doing it. And, and you know, for example, also closing a first round of angel investors compared to a 
VC round is also already quite a quite a difference since angel investors are usually way more involved hands on in the beginning and are really tr- truly you know um, yeah truly interested in in helping you on a daily basis while investors are more interested in seeing your business grow and helping you to connect you already with like kind of the next investors for la- the the next fundraising rounds which is usually nothing you are interested in such an early product discovery so that's the reason I find timing extremely important truly understand when's the right timing for you specifically and what kind of investor is it that you are taking on board here yeah so I guess yeah. that 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 maybe to to kick it off yeah definitely definitely and I think and I think you already touched upon you know what for me is one of the one of the three principles you know of of what it what three underestimated principles that mm-hmm. i back in the days wouldn't think are so important and that is this fundamental idea that you know raising funds is is an is an outcome of the work that you do outside of fundraising you know it's not it's not the process mm. itself it's not yeah. what you want to spend your time on you want to be focused on you know, finding product market fit and building the right product and really informing yourself and learning about what's the ideal process and raising funds becomes very easy in comparison and very quick when you have done the work. When you try to just raise funds and make that the process, you know, then it's then it's becoming really hard. And I think to to quickly touch upon the two others, fundraising is fundamentally a people's game. So when you understand that ultimately you want to be only raising funds when your product is in the right place and you can do it. What you also have to understand is that you need to build the right relationships to come back to them in the right moment and raise funds when it's time, right? And so I think one of the core realizations for me was you want to be building relationships and and, and kind of doing this coffee chat fundraising, how I called it back in the days with Mapify, where you just foster relationships and you build trust with people ultimately people in in the venture uh, capital world whether it's you know people in the vc fund or whether it's angel investors it's still people it's still people that ultimately make the decision do i want to work with this person and so they make the same decision as you should be making which is is this a great person to work with would i want to you know spend time and calls and and whatnot with that person uh, and so I think it's it's so important to realize that. And I think it's underestimated. People think like, hey, I'm I'm interacting with this firm. No, you're not interacting with a VC firm. We're, you're interacting with people at mm-hmm. that firm. Mm-hmm. And you want to be building relationships because once you have that trust, you know, and I think trust is so important in, in every relationship, you want to build that trust because the person on the other side, as the investor, they need to ask themselves, do I trust this person? to deliver on this vision, to be committed, to be focused, to really give their everything for making this work. And so for me, I think, you know, especially talking with people when I was not actively raising became so important because if you always only go to people and when you're, when you're asking for money, that's not how you build great relationships, right? So that's, I think for me, the second underestimated principle after the the product focused and 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 fundraising not being an an outcome hundred uh, percent but just want to quickly yeah. jump in here since I think a lot of our listeners will then ask themselves you know but then how do I since it's a people game how do I get in touch with these people because we also know that it, the VC space is such a competitive space right if you approach a partner on LinkedIn 
the chances of, of them replying to a cold, cold approach is super rare, right? So my suggestion here would really be, yes, it's a people game, but I think what you can also do is to get in touch with investors is start talking to founders who have raised capital from an investor that you find ins inspiring. Because I think those people are way more willing to reply to a cold email and to sit down with you and kind of kind of, you know, have a chat than directly speaking to an investor. Because it's a it's a different level of empathy that is that is happening. A founder usually knows the pain, right? Because yes. they've been in the same shoes than you are. So when you're reaching out on LinkedIn or any other channel saying, hey, I'm in the process of fundraising, here's what I'm building. Is there any chance I could, you know, invite you for coffee um, in the next few days or weeks? I think the willingness that they're getting back to you is, is way higher. And and um, maybe 100%. you also have a few few thoughts on this, Pat, since I think, you know, we've now mentioned that it's such a people game, but I think it's important that we mention how you can get into the people game if you are a founder who's just about to, you know, who's just starting out. Um, since we both yeah. know the struggle, right? It's so hard to get in touch with the right people when you're just about to start. And yeah. 100%. And I think, you know, for me, honestly, it, it even brings me to the to the third principle, which for me is, you know, don't start actively trying to raise funds without having understood what a um, what an angel investor and a VC firm really is. You know, it's it's people that spend a lot of time during their day focusing on investments. And ultimately, the best for me, the best way to get in touch with them is to understand you know their how how it works how how a VC fund works to talk with founders about you know just this one situation that we had at Mapify when for example we tried to fundraise in summer and and at the end of the day we realized hey fundraising in summer is super painful because everyone is on vacation you know so like these kind of things to understand how does a VC firm yeah. work and I think once you spend time with founders to 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 actually understand how fundraising works then you also understand that you want to get in touch with people and i think on on that question just to wrap it up from my side it's you know if you want to get in touch with an investor don't ask them for money it's 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 that simple you know there's going to be like 20 people every day sending them their pitch deck and at the end of the pitch deck it even says like how much money they are looking for so it's like the the it's like the most boring thing you can do instead Connect with people in the space that have invested in similar companies or in the same space and ask them for feedback and thoughts on what you're building. It's going to be so much more interesting yeah. as a conversation and they are going to be more likely to talk about it, even for us. You know, if someone reaches out for to us for product and design feedback, we are much more likely to speak with this person and maybe it turns into inv investment. You know, so I think that's that's one, that's that's how I would answer the question and, and also wrap it up with the three um you know, underestimated principles. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I could just add to this, right? Don't just simply, you know, reach out to the partner or general partner, figure out who's part of the firm that that you can pick up, that you can pick up the, your interest. I mean, you know, I, I've realized that as well. Um, you know, design and product driven founders have contacted me instead of a partner at Crandom. And I think my willingness to reply was obviously way higher since I was also quite interested 100%. in what, what exactly. these founders are working on. So um, if we wrap it up, I think, yes, three principles. One, raising funds is an outcome. It's not the process. Truly focus on what is most necessary, which is building a product and then everything else will also evolve. The second one is it's a people game, as you've just understood. So make sure that you become truly great in building relationships with different kinds of people. 
not just investors, but founders who've gone through several fundraising processes. And the third one, do not fundraise without truly understanding the fundamental workings of a VC. It is, it is a space for itself. And I think there's a lot you can learn about it before you start approaching fundraising. So I hope that this quick coffee chat truly helped you to kind of better get an understanding of, you know, what fundraising could look like and all the people who should be involved in that. And Pat and I hope that you got a few great insights today. And we're super much looking forward to having you back at Quick Coffee next week. Thank you so much. As always, we're looking forward uh, to your feedback and see you back here next week. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.